Chapter Thirteen of the Ocean of Theosophy by William Q. Judge. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Having shown that just beyond the threshold of human life there is a place of separation wherein the better part of man is divided from his lower and brute elements, we come to consider what is the state after death of the real being, the immortal who travels from life to life struggling out of the body the entire man goes to kamaloka to purgatory where he again struggles and loosens himself from the lower skandhas this period of birth over the higher principles atma buddhimanas begin to think in a manner different from that which the body and brain permitted in life this is the state of devachan a sanskrit word meaning literally the place of the gods where the soul enjoys felicity but as the gods have no such body as ours, the self in Devachan is devoid of a mortal body. In the ancient books it is said that this state lasts for years of infinite number, or for a period proportionate to the merit of the being, and when the mental forces peculiar to the state are exhausted, the being is drawn down again to be reborn in the world of mortals. Devachan is therefore an interlude between births in the world. The law of karma which forces us all to enter the world, being ceaseless in its operation and also universal in scope, acts also on the being in Devachan, for only by the force or operation of karma are we taken out of Devachan. It is something like the pressure of atmosphere which, being continuous and uniform, will push out or crush that which is subjected to it unless there be a compensating quantity of atmosphere to counteract the pressure in the present case the karma of the being is the atmosphere always pressing the being on or out from state to state the counteracting quantity of atmosphere is the force of the being's own life thoughts and aspirations which prevent his coming out of devachan until that force is exhausted but which being spent has no more power to hold back the decree of our self-made mortal destiny the necessity for this state after death is one of the necessities of evolution growing out of the nature of mind and soul the very nature of manas requires a devachanic state as soon as the body is lost and it is simply the effect of loosening the bonds placed upon the mind by its physical and astral encasement in life we can but to a fractional extent act out the thoughts we have each moment and still less can we exhaust the psychic energies engendered by each day's aspirations and dreams the energy thus engendered is not lost or annihilated but is stored in manas but the body brain and astral body permit no full development of the force hence held latent until death it bursts then from the weakened bonds and plunges manas the thinker into the expansion use and development of the thought force set up in life the impossibility of escaping this necessary state lies in man's ignorance of his own powers and faculties from this ignorance delusion arises and manas not being wholly free is carried by its own force into the thinking of devachan but while ignorance is the cause for going into this state the whole process is remedial restful and beneficial for if the average man returned at once to another body in the same civilization he had just quitted his soul would be completely tired out and deprived of the needed opportunity for the development of the higher part of his nature now the ego being minus mortal body and comma 
clothes itself in devachan with a vesture which cannot be called body but may be styled means or vehicle and in that it functions in the devachanic state entirely on the plane of mind and soul everything is as real then to the being as this world seems to be to us it simply now has gotten the opportunity to make its own world for itself unhampered by the clogs of physical life its state may be compared to that of the poet or artist who wrapped in ecstasy of composition or arrangement of color cares not for and knows not of either time or objects of the world we are making causes every moment and but two fields exist for the manifestation in effect of those causes these are the objective as this world is called and the subjective which is both here and after we have left this life the objective field relates to earth life and the grosser part of man to his bodily acts and his brain thoughts as also sometimes to his astral body the subjective has to do with his higher and spiritual parts in the objective field the psychic impulses cannot work out nor can the high leanings and aspirations of his soul hence these must be the basis cause substratum and support for the state of devachan what then is the time measured by mortal years that one will stay in devachan this question while dealing with what earth men call time does not of course touch the real meaning of time itself that is of what may be in fact for this solar system the ultimate order precedence succession and length of movements it is a question which may be answered in respect to our time but not certainly in respect to the time on the planet mercury for instance where time is not the same as ours nor indeed in respect to time as conceived by the soul to the latter any man can see that after many years have slipped away he has no direct perception of the time just past but is able only to pick out some of the incidents which marked its passage and as to some poignant or happy instance or hours he seems to feel them as of but yesterday and thus it is for the being in devachan no time is there the soul has all the benefit of what goes on within itself in that state but it indulges in no speculations as to the lapse of moments all is made up of events while all the time the solar orb is marking off the years for us on the earth plane this cannot be regarded as an impossibility if we will remember how as it is well known in life events pictures thoughts argument introspective feeling will all sweep over us in perfect detail in an instant or as is known to those who have been drowning the events of a whole lifetime pass in a flash before the eyes of the mind but the ego remains as said in devachan for a time exactly proportioned to the psychic impulses generated during life now this being a matter which deals with the mathematics of the soul no one but a master can tell what the time would be for the average man of this century in every land hence we have to depend on the masters of wisdom for that average as it must be based upon a calculation they have said as is well put by mr a p sinet in his esoteric buddhism that the period is fifteen hundred years in general from a reading of his book which was made up from the letters of masters it is to be inferred he desires it to be understood that the devachanic period is in each and every case fifteen centuries but to do away with that misapprehension 
his informants wrote at a later date that that is the average period and not a fixed one such must be the truth for as we see that men differ in respect to the periods of time they remain in any state of mind in life due to the varying intensities of their thoughts so it must be in devachan where thought has a greater force though always due to the being who had the thoughts what the master did say on this is as follows the dream of devachan lasts until karma is satisfied in that direction in devachan there is a gradual exhaustion of force the stay in devachan is proportionate to the exhausted psychic impulses originated in earth life those whose actions were preponderantly material will be sooner brought back into rebirth by the force of tanha tanha is the thirst for life he therefore who has not in life originated many psychic impulses will have but little basis or force in his essential nature to keep his higher principles in devachan about all he will have are those originated in childhood before he began to fix his thoughts on materialistic thinking the thirst for life expressed by the word tanha is the pulling or magnetic force lodged in the skandras inherent in all beings in such a case as this is the average rule does not apply since the whole effect either way is due to a balancing of forces and is the outcome of action and reaction and this sort of materialistic thinker may emerge out of devachan into another body here in a month allowing for the unexpected psychic forces originated in early life but as every one of such persons varies as to class intensity and quantity of thought and psychic impulse each may vary in respect to the time of stay in devachan desperately materialistic thinkers will remain in the devachanic condition stupefied or asleep as it were as they have no forces in them appropriate to that state save in a very vague fashion and for them it can be very truly said that there is no state after death so far as mind is concerned they are torpid for a while and then they live again on earth this general average of the stay in devachan gives us the length of a very important human cycle the cycle of reincarnation for under that law national development will be found to repeat itself and the times that are past will be found to come again the last series of powerful and deeply imprinted thoughts are those which give color and trend to the whole life in devachan the last moment will color each subsequent moment on those the soul and mind fix themselves and weave of them a whole set of events and experiences expanding them to their highest limit carrying out all that was not possible in life thus expanding and weaving these thoughts the entity has its youth and growth and growing old that is the uprush of the force its expansion and its lying down to final exhaustion if the person has led a colorless life the devachan will be colorless if a rich life then it will be rich in variety and effect existence there is not a dream save in a conventional sense for it is a stage of the life of man and when we are there this present life is a dream it is not in any sense monotonous we are too prone to measure all possible states of life and places for experience by our present earthly one and to imagine it to be a reality but the life of the soul is endless and not to be stopped for one instant 
leaving our physical body is but a transition to another place or plane for living in but as the ethereal garments of devachan are more lasting than those we wear here the spiritual moral and psychic causes use more time in expanding and exhausting in that state than they do on earth if the molecules that form the physical body were not subject to the general chemical laws that govern physical earth then we should live as long in these bodies as we do in the devachanic state but such a life of endless strain and suffering would be enough to blast the soul compelled to undergo it pleasure would then be pain and surfeit would end but in an immoral insanity nature always kind leads us soon again into heaven for a rest for the flowering of the best and the highest in our natures devachan then is neither meaningless nor useless in it we are rested that part of us which could not bloom under the chilling skies of earth life bursts forth into flower and goes back with us to earth life stronger and more a part of our nature than before why should we repine that nature kindly aids us in the interminable struggle why keep the mind revolving about the present petty personality and its good and evil fortunes but it is sometimes asked what of those we have left behind do we see them there we do not see them there in fact but we make to ourselves their images as full complete and objective as in life and devoid of all that we then thought was a blemish we live with them and we see them grow great and good instead of mean or bad the mother who has left a drunken son behind finds him before her in devachan a sober good man and likewise through all possible cases parent child husband and wife have their loved ones there perfect and full of knowledge this is for the benefit of the soul you may call it a delusion if you will but the illusion is necessary to happiness just as it often is in life and as it is the mind that makes the illusion it is no cheat certainly the idea of a heaven built over the verge of hell where you must know if any brains or memory are left to you under the modern orthodox scheme that your erring friends and relatives are suffering eternal torture will bear no comparison with the doctrine of devachan but entities in devachan are not wholly devoid of power to help those left on earth love the master of life if real pure and deep will sometimes cause the happy ego in devachan to affect those left on earth for their good not only in the moral field but also in that of material circumstance this is possible under a law of the occult universe which cannot be explained now with profit but the fact may be stated it has been given out before this by h p blavatsky without however much attention being drawn to it the last question to consider is whether we here can reach those in devachan or do they come here we cannot reach them nor affect them unless we are adepts the claim of mediums to hold communion with the spirits of the dead is baseless and still less valid is the claim of ability to help those who have gone to devachan the mahatma a being who has developed all his powers and is free from illusion can go into the devachanic state and then communicate with the egos there such is one of their functions and that is the only school of the apostles after death they deal with certain entities in devachan for the purpose of getting them out of the state so as to return to earth for the benefit of the race the egos they thus deal with are those whose nature is great and deep 
but who were not wise enough to be able to overcome the natural illusions of Devachan. Sometimes, also, the hypersensitive and pure medium goes into this state and then holds communication with the egos there, but it is rare, and certainly will not take place with the general run of mediums who trade for money, but the soul never descends here to the medium and the gulf between the consciousness of devachan and that of earth is so deep and wide that it is but seldom the medium can remember upon returning to recollection here what or whom it met or saw or heard in devachan this gulf is similar to that which separates devachan from rebirth it is one in which all memory of what preceded it is blotted out the whole period allotted by the soul's force being ended in devachan the magnetic threads which bind it to earth begin to assert their power. The self awakes from the dream. It is borne swiftly off to a new body, and then, just before birth, it sees for a moment all the causes that led it to Devachan, and back to the life it is about to begin, and knowing it to be all just, to be the result of its own past life, it repines not but takes up the cross again, and another soul has come back to earth. End of chapter 13